The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. I will not wear the mask. I will not wear the mask. I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above all. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked chime? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate the work of those who fall away. With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmony sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph in the works of your Are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. I will defy tyrants. I will defy tyrants. I will defy tyrants. I will defy time. And with that, good morning, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers are in the house, and anybody else I may have missed, to the Sons of Liberty Radio Show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warned you about. I hold to the book, the Bible. As the authoritative word of God, glad that you guys have joined us here this morning. If you would like to check us out online, please do so. SonsOfLibertyRadio.com and also SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right, you can see the faces made for radio, head over to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, right side of the page there at the top, um, and click on the play button. I know they have the same image there. Um, I covered for Bradley yesterday, that's why, (laughs) and I didn't get to do the archive. So that'll come up this morning from yesterday's show. Uh, but the right side of the page is where you can play the live version. Click on that uh, bottom corner of that video. You'll see Rumble. You can join us in the chat there. Those of you, again, you've asked for this to congregate in one place where you can chat. Now, you can't see the video yet. I'm trying to work on that. But uh, unfortunately, Discord 
does not allow for the flipping of the video. So everything looks backwards. Okay, if there's text, it's going to be backwards. Uh, I don't know why every other platform and every other thing allows for that, but it, it, Discord doesn't do that, so that's why it's not there. Maybe we can stream in the audio or something like that for people who want, you know, just to be able to listen and maybe play in the chat or whatever. But some of you are very talented. You're across all these platforms in the chat, uh, which is great, and uh, it's good to see everybody in there. Uh, but yeah. The Discord link is in, if you're on a video platform, uh, that is in the description under the video. Now, over on the left side of the page, sunsdeliverymedia.com, is yesterday's show in the afternoon. Uh, I covered that. We talked about war. We talked about this warmongering that's happening among professed Christians. And, you know, I'm all for, for dealing with defending ourselves, um, even in dealing with those who are... Um, acting lawlessly, <clears throat> because we've made reference to Abram going and getting uh, his nephew Lot from the kings and bringing his trained men, the servants of his house, in there to do that. So I'm for these kinds of things, but what I'm not for is for just you know using men's lives to further an agenda. And that's, that's make no mistake about it, that's what's going on with the U.S. and Ukraine stuff. That, that's what's going on there. Uh, they're trying to cover up sins that they've committed— and they have, and uh, they're being found out about it. And so uh, I'm against the U.S. going in all of these unconstitutional wars and skirmishes that we get into that cost American lives, and they cost the lives of the people, the countries we go into. Uh, so make no mistake about it. I'm not wimpy about war. If you, go into, if you go into war, you go in it to win it, not to sit there for decades and years and distract people from it and waste money, and you know, corporations can make money off of it and this, that, and the other. I'm not for that. But if, if somebody has attacked us and we're defending ourselves or we're bringing the fight to them as a response of defending ourselves, that's one thing. Uh, but let's make sure also in those issues that the truth is there. This was part of the problem with 9-11. Uh, we didn't look too much in on our own selves, did we? Most of you know that. Right again on sonsoflibertymedia.com. Be sure to sign up for our email newsletter. Again, one email a, a day, no email, uh, spamming or you know selling of your email or anything like that. And if you would like to help us, uh, Bradley is, I guess he's in South Carolina now. No, actually, he may be considered North Carolina, Fort Mill. I think that's considered North North Carolina. I think um, they are over there to speak at. I think a high school assembly over there, maybe a college. I'm, I'm not sure specifically what it is, but they're over there to do that. If you'd like to support things like that, very positive things that are impacting the young people, uh, that's where the Sons of Liberty uh, is at. So there's a donate button at the top of sonsoflibertymedia.com. Click on that and make a one-time donation or become a partner with us, a monthly partner as a son or daughter of liberty. Uh, that's also available. And uh, Bradley will be broadcasting live from... The non-studios of the Brown home today. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun. I'm going to go and see if I can photobomb him uh, during the show. So we'll, we'll see what we'll see. <laughs> we'll see how that works out. Um, also, this week, our store, we're highlighting the resistance to tyranny is obedience to God t-shirts. So if you guys had your eye on some of these, uh, Romans 1231, and, um, you know, this is the the famous statement there uh, that was put on a seal that was put forward before the other seal got in, the more Masonic seal got in, 
um, on the uh, U.S. seal that was proposed um, for the United States. These are normally $20. They're in a red and a blue. And uh, you can get 10% off of these through Saturday night by using the promo code RESIST. Okay? And then, of course, just going to hit it real quick. Dangerous Freedom shirts are out. Long sleeve and short sleeve. They're $20 um, small through XL, 25 double XL, and triple XL. And then you add $2 to each of those depending on if you're a short sleeve or you're a long sleeve. Uh, the long sleeves are... 27 on the on the bigger sizes and 22 on the smaller. Again, it's a great deal because I've looked at, I bought long sleeve shirts before. Um, I very rarely buy clothing at all. Um, but uh, I have bought at least one and it was about 40 bucks. And it was very similar to the long sleeve here, except maybe it had something, you know, down the sleeve or whatever. But it's a good price. It really is. And it's a good quality shirt. So be sure to check that out. SonsLibertyMedia.com. Click on the store button at the top of the page and you'll see that. Now, we've got a several stories out today. And I want to hit these before we get to our main topic, which is um, I got this, this this morning and I'm going to be letting you know there's a judge up in Ontario. And he is a just judge. And he's determined that you know, a parent has a right to decide what's going in the body of their child, mainly a shot or a vaccine or any of this kind of stuff. Okay. So we're going to get to that in just a minute. So hang tight on that. But there's, there's just several things over the past, you know, 24 hours. We, we talked a little bit about this with Suzanne Hamner yesterday morning. Uh, this was fresh out. A new study shows Pfizer mRNA shots become uh, DNA in just six hours. Now she made mention of this, uh, before I was able to get this out yesterday. But she made mention of the fact that this is what's going on, that you know they're, they're giving these shots. And though the Mockingbird media has tried to poo-poo that, we, we've got uh, Tal Zaks, you know, the guy from Moderna, uh, chief scientist over there, who has said that they can hack the DNA. And he was specifically that he's got a, like a 10-minute video where he's telling people how they did it for a certain person, I forget what it was with cancer, something, whatever they, whatever it was, and look, logically it makes sense. But the problem is, is this: these men don't acknowledge the Creator. They don't give glory to the Creator. They want the glory for themselves. We can do this. We can do that. And it's reminiscent of what Satan said when he said, "I'll be like the Most High. I'll ascend." To the top of the mountains, right? I'll I'll take the throne. I'll do all of this. It's for my glory. And when you hear these guys talk, it's it's like uh, I mentioned to a friend who was talking about some of the this new technology. It's actually old technology that's being rediscovered for quote unquote free energy. We're not talking about the clean energy of that they reference, which isn't so clean uh, with solar power and this that and the other. But it's drawing the energy out of the air. And some of the technology that's used there, or some of the cold fusion, uh, we had James Martinez on. We're going to talk to him about We're going to bring him on to talk about that because that is a reality. And they're trying to develop it for uh, the world so that people can have that. They're not tied to coal, oil, or uh, you know the electric power plants. You can actually have one of these things in your car. You can have it in your house. And... Um, uh, you know, you just pay for the product to put it in, and it generates the the power, the energy that you need. 
I've listened to several of those guys. None of them, well, James did, but none of them will give credit to the Creator in creating all of the things from which they derive their knowledge in constructing these things. It's really incredible. But uh, but here we are. We know now these mRNA shots are becoming DNA in your body, if you take the shot, within six hours. Pretty incredible. Pretty incredible. Also, SonsLibertyMedia.com, study reveals shards of graphene transmitted from the quote-unquote vaxxed to the un quote-unquote, vaxxed. Now, this was something that came up when we had Dr. Sherry Tenpenny on, and Kate touched on it a little bit one time about it's not called shedding, okay? That's for for an actual vaccine. This is called transmission, and there are, we need to keep our terms clear as to what we're talking about. Remember, I've told you uh, part of socialists coming in is to change the language. It's to alter the language, and I've given you several examples in the past of what that is. But the point is, we need to keep this, this done. So when we use the term vaccine or vaxxed, you want to use that with the air quotes, right? You want to, you want to put quotes around that be, so that people understand it isn't what it's being claimed to be. This is just sort of the nickname for it. Call it a shot. Call it an injection, whatever you want to call it. Uh, but this is happening now. They, they have confirmed it in the study. This is no longer a theory of what might happen. These are confirmed, Okay. Oh, this one is good. Um, awkward. Asked if he underestimated Putin, Biden stares van- uh, vacantly and picks his teeth. Now, you guys on social media, if you or, excuse me, on the radio, if you haven't seen this, you can hear the question asked, and you guys on social media, you're going to you're going to see how he responds here. Did you underestimate Putin? It, it it's like it's like he's deaf and he can't hear what's being said. I mean it's really crazy. It really is crazy. This is the guy allegedly that got 80 million votes from people. But he can't answer a question. In fact, he doesn't even try to answer it. Picks his teeth, smiles at everybody like nobody asked him anything, like he's deaf. Um, here's another one. Canada's uh, freezing bank accounts is child's play compared to the coming central bank digital currency. Yeah, this is something that needs to be watched out for. I played you the, the video from the guy, the world banking something. I forget what he was. He's like a Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. And uh, it's basically to track any and every transaction you have and to shut you out of the system that is set up so that you can buy or sell. It's to totally shut you out of it. And uh, it's a very dangerous thing. Now, I'm going to tell you on a personal level, I know some people have said some things about cryptocurrency. If cryptocurrency remains decentralized... I think it's fine. The problem is, uh, and again, I was speaking with uh, James Martinez, again, we had on the show, about cryptocurrency, and he said the guy who originally uh, did, who set up Bitcoin, wanted it in such a way that uh, he could, you know, make sure nobody used it criminally. Well, that's a noble thing, but the problem with that is once you start doing that, now you're going to start implementing all the track trace 
you know, log every single thing that you're doing and this, that, and the other. As soon as you do that, you can toss it out the window because then it's no longer good for what it's supposed to be. See, the devil wants centralization. This is why D.C. is so bad. It is centralized. That is a centralized government now. It is not a federal government. It is a centralized government. And it needs to be decentralized. And look, the states are going to have to come to this conclusion. They're not going to fix it. They're not going to fix D.C. They're not going to do it. It's so corrupt, it has to be dissolved, as our forefathers said. Thomas Jefferson wrote it in the Declaration of Independence. These are not trivial things that we're talking about. These are clear lawless violations of the Constitution and of the moral law of God that the central government in D.C. is involved in. And we've covered many of those. But we're not here to exalt the crimes. We're here to exalt the law that says these are crimes to show that there's a violation of law. That's why we've been pointing these things out. And uh, D.C. has been corrupt for a long time. It's really on its last leg, and that's when it's so dangerous because it's fighting for its existence. Also, final one here from SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. This one makes me laugh. I mean, it really does. Absolute lunacy. FEMA. Here's what they said. In the event of a nuclear attack, be sure to wear your mask and social distance. And it's not talking about a gas mask. <laughs> it's talking about putting this thing on your on your face that doesn't do squat. But if there's a nuclear attack, you can be protected from COVID, right? <laughs> it's just crazy. It's absolutely crazy. So, um, <laughs> and I know some people online are probably going, there's no way they said this. Yeah, they did. They did. This is uh, from ready.gov. And um, these guys put it on for, um, on Twitter. Nuclear explosions can call it. Now, some people argue about nuclear explosions. I haven't really taken the time to really dig into that, but I have read some stuff on it. It's pretty interesting. Uh, I, I watched the guy. Do you guys remember the guy who, um, it was a black and white film, and he laid down in this, I don't know, it was water full of radioactive stuff, and I was just, it was, I was kind of mind-blowing uh, to watch him do all that stuff. But anyway, he was just showing, oh, there's no danger here in this. I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to get close enough to it to figure it out. Uh, but it's kind of funny. Ready.gov. A nuclear explosions can cause significant damage and casualties from blast, heat, radiation, but you can keep your family safe by knowing what to do and being prepared if it occurs. A nuclear weapon is a device that uses a nuclear reaction to create an explosion. Fallout is most dangerous, and then you get this. Get inside the nearest building to avoid radiation. Brick or concrete are best. Remove contaminated clothing and wipe off or wash unprotected skin if you're outside after the fallout arrived. Hand sanitizer does not protect against fallout. Hmm. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth if possible. Do not use disinfectant wipes on your skin. Go to the basement or middle of the building. Stay away from the outer walls and roof. All these sound maybe logical, right? <laughs> it says, seriously, it, it really says this. Try to maintain a distance of at least six feet between yourself and people who are not part of your household. If possible, wear a mask if you're sheltering with people who are not a part of your household. <laughs> it just, oh. 
I'm sorry. I have to laugh because it's so stupid. Who is thinking about social distancing when you've just been covered in radioactive material? Who's thinking of this? Only FEMA could come up with stuff like this. Boy, I can think of some new names for the acronym for FEMA. I, I really can. I can, uh, and some of them are not so good. But I, the 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 absolute lunacy of being concerned about putting a mask on and being six feet apart when you if there's a nuclear attack. Get inside. Get in a building, preferably brick or concrete. Make sure that you wash off. You get your clothes off. Oh, and by the way, stick that mask muzzle over your face and keep six feet apart from everybody who's not a part of your household. As though people in your household couldn't be a problem. I, see, this is the whole illogic. It's a lie. They know they're lying, and they're lying to you with a straight face, and people actually take it serious. They actually take it serious. <sighs> And then on top of that, uh, I'm going to try to have something out on this. You know, we've got uh, the World Health Assembly agrees to look. I'm telling you, uh, my conversation with Mr. Wordsworth the other night was just was fantastic, and I I really appreciate him taking time to uh, talk to me a little bit about his eschatological view. I, not that I haven't heard some of that stuff before, but I think he gave it more concise than anybody that I've read. Okay, let me put it that way. And um, part of what uh, Mr. Wordsworth was pointing out was the image of the beast from a historicist point of view, from his point of view, uh, is the United Nations. And that's, that makes a lot of sense to me in a lot of ways. And the United Nations spawns off all these world organizations, World Health Organization, all this kind of stuff. And so now the World Health Assembly agrees to launch process to develop historic global accord on pandemic prevention, preparedness, and response. See, they're not going to let you guys go. They're, they're not going to let us go. We're going to have to fight them. You may think some things are relaxed. They're not. They're not. And so you need to be on guard of this. this uh, I'll have the link up so you guys can check it out. Those of you who haven't seen it, many of you have. I know that a lot of you, I don't treat you like you're dumb because you're not. Uh, a lot of you know this stuff before I come on the radio and say anything about it. And... Um, so just want to let you know that that is a part of what's going on here. Now, what I want to get into today, and yeah, I've used half the show to, to talk about these things, but I, I think they're important that we bring them up. What I want to talk about today is how do you know if you have a just judge? One of the things is, is the judge knows the law first. And that judge would intervene on somebody who might not know the law, but would be in the right. This is one of the issues that I have with the uh, master at equity that I just dealt with here in York County. They know the law. They deny me due process to get my papers in, which I told them were on the way. I'd already paid for and everything. Nope, we're not going to let you do that. They know, or they should know the law, about the fact that America is insolvent. That we've been bankrupt. We, we went bankrupt the third time. I think it was in 1999. I think that's the date, the year that it was. The third time that we've been in, you know, bankrupt. And we've been insolvent. This is why you can't go to the bank with your little paper debt notes 
and actually get gold or silver. You can't do that at the bank because they're not real money. They're not constitutional money. Constitutional money is gold and silver, and that shall be used as transactions for debts in the states. And who's supposed to coin that? Congress is. But instead, what we have is a Federal Reserve who writes on a ledger, oh, this amount of money, charge it this percentage. Print out that paper. Yep, that paper's worth a lot of money for us. And they're acquiring assets as a result of it. Mainly, you and me. You and me are the assets above and beyond any land and stuff like that. And if you ask me, that's why the federal government, since Teddy Roosevelt, I don't think he was that great of a guy either, uh, has been swiping up land unconstitutionally. In order for the federal government to have land, go read your constitution, the state legislatures have to agree to it, and they have to meet the demands and the terms of whatever that is. And the federal government has been swiping up land left and right, claiming it as their own. They've been thieves. That's what, they, that's what they're doing in stealing our land and claiming it into themselves. So we've got things like that. Then you look at, and, and, and again, the judges should be stepping in when somebody doesn't know the law. And they're trying to defend themselves, and the judge sees that it's wrong. Oh, well, they should listen to the argument. No, they should know what the law is and apply it and say, okay, I see where you're going with this, and the law is this, and I'm going to rule in your favor. That's what the judges should be doing if they're a just judge. If they're just sitting here going, well, you ought to know how to argue. And that doesn't seem to me to be very just. Do we not go before the just judge of the earth, God himself, And we plead our cause. What did Jesus say? There was a woman who went to an unjust judge, and she pestered that guy. And the guy says, she's going to drive me crazy if I don't listen to her. And he grants to her what she asked for. I mean, that's for an unjust judge. How much more a just judge? And Jesus looks and he says to his people, you know, God is a loving father. Does he... You know, for the guy who asked for a fish, does he give him a serpent? If he asked for bread, does he give him a rock? And that was part of the, the you gotta understand, some of that was part of how they did things back then. They actually gave a serpent if somebody asked for a fish. They actually gave a rock if somebody asked for bread. And so Jesus is tying off of what they know goes on in the culture, and he's saying, God's not like that. Not only is he a loving father, he's a just judge. In fact, the Bible tells us that God is the judge. In fact, that's, just, that's really where his title comes up, for God. He is the judge. He puts down one, he exalts another. And the heavens declare his righteousness, for God himself is judge, Psalm 56. So with that said, sort of as an introduction here, I got this this morning. Um, this comes out of Ontario Superior Court. Now, there is a long line of a couple of cases between a uh, a couple who were married and now they're divorced and they're working through some things with their children. And um, the uh, the names, I mean, it's not like they're hidden or anything. They're, they are in the case, uh, but for whatever reason, my screen is stuck here. So... J.N. and C.G., I forget the the names. I'm trying to go back so I could read the names, but they're not in there. J.N. is the mother, and C.G. is the father. Now, he's already 
tried to appeal that he has a right to come in into helping the education of the kids and do all these kinds of things. And I, I don't know all the background of this. I don't know if he was a, an abuser. I don't know if, I don't know what happened there. Okay. Um, I just got a chance to kind of look back over what had taken place. And so the judge had ruled, okay, dad, for the oldest child, you know, you can have interaction. I, I don't know if she was of age or whatever, uh, not considered a minor. I'm not sure. And the younger ones are still under the guardianship of their mother. So then there was another thing that came up. That was in 2021. And now there is a ruling from this this judge in uh, Ontario. And just so the people in the viewing audience can see it, this is the judgment. It was rendered on February the 18th, 2022. And I want you to listen. This is um, the Honorable Mr. Justice A. Pazarats. Pazarats? I don't know. I'm not trying to, to uh, mess up the name here. P-A-Z-A-R-A-T-Z. Listen to how he responds first and foremost. When did it become illegal to ask questions, especially in the courtroom? And when did it become unfashionable for judges to receive answers, especially when children's lives are at stake? How did we lower our guard and let the words unacceptable beliefs get paired together? In a democracy? On the scales of justice? Should judges sit back as the concept of justice notice gets hijacked from a rule of evidence to a substitute for evidence? And is misinformation, I like this, is misinformation even a real word? You ever thought about that? Misinformation. Is it even a real word? Or has it become a crass, self-serving tool to preempt scrutiny and discredit your opponent? Oh, this guy's good. This guy's good. To delegitimize questions and strategically avoid giving answers? Blanket denials are almost never acceptable in our adversarial system. Adversarial system, excuse me. Each party always has the onus to prove their case, and yet misinformation has crept into the court lexicon. A childish but sinister way of saying, you're so wrong, I don't even have to explain why you're wrong. Look, is that not what we're dealing with in the Mockingbird media today? Isn't that what we're dealing with with the fascists and social media? You're wrong. You're dangerous. You're a terrorist. You've given misinformation. You've given disinformation. We're getting it from them. Then, you know, I read the thing for you yesterday from the DHS. People who give misinformation, disinformation, I forget what the other one was, kind of information. And they don't have to tell you why. It's just you're undermining the trust of the government. So therefore, you must be a disinformation agent. And now we're going to label you a terrorist. The real terrorists are in government, by the way. That's the real terrorist. Going on, the judge writes, what does any of this have to do with family court? Sadly, these days, it has everything to do with family court, because when society demonizes and punishes anyone who disagrees or even dares to ask really important questions, the resulting polarization, disrespect, and simmering anger can have devastating consequences for the mothers, fathers, and children I deal with on a daily basis. This is not your typical family judge here. 
I mean, this this doesn't sound family court judge. This doesn't sound like the ones that I've I've heard. It's becoming harder for family court judges to turn enemies into friends when governments are so recklessly turning friends into enemies. This this is good. This is really good. The motion before me is atypical and frightening example of how far we have drifted or we are drifting from cherished values. The father wants two children ages 12 and 10 to receive COVID vaccinations. And again, that's fraudulently called a vaccination. It's really a medical device. The mother is opposed. And he says, now answer honestly. Did the previous paragraph give you enough information to form an opinion about how this case should turn out? We're all weary. We all wish COVID would just go away. Yeah, it will. Just turn off your television, turn off your radio, and it will. But pandemic, plandemic is what I'm going to call it, plandemic fatigue is no excuse for shortcuts and lowering our standards. Amen. That's exactly right. We all have to guard against the unconscious bias of thinking. Why won't these people just do what the government tells them to do? We have to decide on the basis of the best interests of each particular child in each particular fact situation. Now, frankly, I'm going to tell you, that right there, um, you know, that, that makes it sound like we're really being thoughtful and blah, 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 and all this other. But the fact of the matter is this is a blanket thing. Government has no right to be telling us what to put in our body, period. I don't care how old you are or how young you are. It's not their job. They've usurped that, and the people have let them usurp it. Usurp that authority. So, he goes on. And he says, we have to rely on and insist upon evidence. Well, I would say the evidence is in your charter there in Canada, um, which speaks to the rights of the people and the limits of government. In this case, the evidence provided... And look, I, the reason I'm reading it is because there's, there's some really good statements here. In this case, the evidence provided more questions than answers. The father filed two affidavits, the mother filed one. They both relied extensively on unsworn exhibits, uh, which were basically Internet downloads. In addition, the father relied on numerous downloads from the mother's social media accounts. They both consented to my receiving these materials to demonstrate the sources of information which each of them is relying on in formulating their respective parenting position. And then he lists, he lists the facts here. And he says the mother's evidence focused entirely on the medical and scientific issues. In contrast, the father focused extensively on labeling and discrediting the mother as a person in a dismissive attempt to argue that her views aren't worthy of consideration. We call this ad hominem. This is a logical fallacy. If you're in a debate and you can't answer my questions that are posed to you and you go, Tim, like the lady in the... Uh, the, the video chat the other day, your beard is disgusting. <laughs> okay. Um, that's ad hom. That, that is an attack on my person. It's not, you know, it's not a logical argument about what we're discussing. And so, again, logic plays a huge part, not only in the Christian faith, it plays a large part in just living your life. You, know, you don't have to be a Christian to understand how logic plays out in your life. 
and again, I would go back and I would, uh, uh, you know, I don't know why somebody hasn't done it, but translate the word in John 1, 1 from the word to the logic, that Jesus is the logic. Um, in any case, we see what happened. Mom went for the evidence, right? Dad went for attack mom. And I've seen this over and over and over and over again, too. One of the big um, examples that I have for that is a constitutional scholar that goes by the, the pen name of Publius Holda, Joanna Martin. We had her on the show. She contributes to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. And uh, PH, as we like to affectionately call her, uh, calls out a lot on this Convention of States nonsense, which is a subversion. Okay, to our government. That's what it is. I, you know, I know there's a lot of people in that movement that I believe are wanting to try to do the right thing, but the problem is, is they've hitched their cart up to the wrong horse to do it. They've hitched it up to a bunch of charlatans who are telling them one thing when there's really something else going on. And I've seen it firsthand. Uh, specifically, we had the Parental Rights Amendment that came out by Michael Ferris. And uh, PH wrote on that, and she showed what was going on and all this other stuff. And so Michael Ferris wanted to write a rebuttal. I said, sure, that's fine. I think people ought to be able to see both. So we, we posted this thing. Guy said, let me know if you're going to edit it. I said, I'm not going to edit a thing. I said, this guy is doing nothing but attacking her. He didn't even address her points. And uh, the people were going to see right through it. And the guy was like, oh, okay, he didn't even think anything about it. It wasn't even an hour this guy was doing such damage control that people were calling out Michael Ferris for attacking her, not even addressing her points. Same thing would happen with uh, Nick Dranius out of the Goldwater Institute. He wanted to take PH on because she was talking about a balanced budget amendment. Well, that might work in the states. It doesn't work in the federal government where, you know, if the states get together and say, well, you can just uh, go ahead and take us a little further in debt. All we got to have is a 26 uh, states to, to say you can go ahead and add some more debt. Well, how many states are going to jump on that? Because the states haven't learned not to take the federal dollars. They're all going to jump in it. It's a, it's a, it's a scam. It's a, it's a skirt to hide behind saying you've done something when you haven't done anything. And there's a breakdown of logic. And so the person gets attacked who's pointing out the problems with this rather than the, the issue being addressed. Now, God's not like that, is he? Because his eye sees everywhere. It sees in the dark. It sees in the light. It sees in every place that you can go. There's no place that you can go. What did David say? There's no place that I can go from your presence. If I go to heaven, you're there. If I descend in the shield, you're there. God sees everything. And he sees beyond just what happens in our actions. He sees even to our thoughts and our intents of our hearts. He is a just judge. And though he has provided a way whereby sinners can be redeemed and they can be reconciled back into him, and sinners means lawless, they've been lawless, they've broken his law, and they can do that through the Lord Jesus Christ because God demonstrated his love to us, the church, those who are his people, in that he sent his son to die for our sins. And he sent him for you if you believe and you repent of your sin. He's made a way for that, but yet that doesn't stop him from seeing clearly every facet of every action, thought, intent that we engage in, because he's a just judge. So this judge here, 
uh, as he goes on and he writes about some of these things, let's slide down here to a couple of things that he says. He says, while I agree with the father that these two children are not old enough to decide this complicated issue. Remember, these are the younger ones, the 10 and 12-year-old issue for themselves. I disagree with his suggestion that we should completely ignore how they feel about what they experienced and what their bodies are subjected to. Rather than simplistically accept or reject what children say they want, the court must engage in a complex, sensitive analysis of the weight to be attributed to each child's stated views. So the, the children don't want it either. Okay? They don't want it. The mom doesn't want it for them. And uh, so he goes through some things to kind of work this out. He try, he goes through a logical progression. Um, and uh, again, you know, this guy, the dad, seems to be on pulling government propaganda. Uh, this comes later on in point 46. Uh, among the father's downloads from the Internet were... From the Canadian Pediatric Society, Canadian Pediatric Society, Government of Canada, Government of Canada, Government of Canada, Government of Canada. This is Trudeau's stuff, okay? And then mom goes and actually goes to the sources. Fact sheet issued by Pfizer. Um, a science journal. She is going to several places. Uh, she even quotes the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. I mean, these are the people who are behind it who are saying what they're saying, and she's catching them in what they're saying. Despite what they say about safe and effective, which is neither one, uh, this was her evidence. She came up with actual evidence. She didn't come up with government propaganda or any of that other stuff. She went to the source for what's there. And she even put in, what are the risks? And there's a bunch of them. Chest pain, shortness of breath, feelings of having a fast beating, fluttering, and pounding heart. Difficulty breathing, swelling of your face and throat, a fast heartbeat, a bad rash all over your body, dizziness and weakness. Severe allergic reactions, non-severe allergic reactions such as rash, itching, hives, or swelling of the face, myocarditis, pericarditis, injection site pain, tiredness, headache, muscle pain, chills, joint pain, Fever, injection site swelling, injection site redness, nausea, feeling unwell, swollen lymph nodes, diarrhea, vomiting, and arm pain. All possible side effects from the Pfizer BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine. This is the one that's still out there being given to people. This is not approved by the FDA. The FDA is community. It's not on the U.S. market. Nobody has it. And nobody has it for a simple reason. As soon as they put it on the market, now they become responsible for whatever happens. As long as they keep the BioNTech Pfizer COVID-19 shot out there, the one they've been given all along, they're protected under the emergency authorization use. Okay? That's why they're doing it. So mom cites all these things. The judge is going through it. It's a, look, it's a, lengthy, it's a lengthy piece that he's got here. But here's what he comes down to. He says this. The father insists the mother's views have been debunked, but he provides no example of any such determination actually having been made. It would be helpful if, once, for, once and for all, the competing positions and science could be properly explored and tested in a public trial. On balance... 
I am satisfied that the mother's request for a cautious approach is compelling and reinforced by the children's views and preferences, which are legitimate and must be respected. The mother has consistently made excellent decisions throughout the children's lives. Her current concerns about the vaccines are entirely understandable, given the credible warnings and commentary provided by reputable sources who are specifically acquainted with this issue. The mother has consistently made excellent, informed, and child-focused decisions. In every respect, she is an exemplary parent, fully attuned to her children's physical and emotional needs. She has demonstrated a clear understanding of the science. She has raised legitimate questions and concerns. I have confidence that she will continue to seek out answers to safeguard the physical and emotional health of her children. She is not a bad parent. And no one is a bad and no one is a bad citizen simply by virtue of asking questions of the government. Amen. That's exactly right. Does it make you a terrorist? Does it make you someone who's undermining the trust of the government because you ask them because they've demonstrated they can't be trusted time and time again? And so he dismisses the father's motion. He says the mother shall have sole discretion or excuse me, sole decision making authority with respect to the issue of administrating or administering COVID vaccines for the children. So he says, it's irrelevant to my decision. It's none of anyone's business, but I am fully vaccinated. My choice. I mention this because I am acutely aware of how polarized the world has become. We should all return to discussing the issues rather than making presumptions about one another. That is uh, Mr. Justice A. Pazarotz. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. I think that's a good ruling. Here's a judge. He's been fully given the shots. And he says we should be able to discuss this rather than pointing the fingers at each other and calling each other's names. That's a good ruling. That's a just judge. And in the midst of it, one of the things that I see that he said there is something that we have often talked about here on the Sons of Liberty. We're going to be probably talking about it tomorrow when we do the tribute for Charlotte Isabrit. And that is what the Bible calls parents to do. Parents are called to be protectors of their children, are they not? They're called to be providers of their children. They're called to be those who teach their children. Now, look, in this situation with mom and dad, dad may be thinking... I want them to have this because I believe it's the right thing to do, and I believe it's a protection for them. He, I'm not going to try to impugn what his motives are in all of that, or maybe just to give her a hard time. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not going to try to figure out that. I think the ruling is good. But the fact of the matter is, is parents are called to do these things for their children. Again, I go back to Deuteronomy 6. This is where it all begins here. You're to love the Lord your God with all thine heart, with all thine soul, with all thy might. And these words which I commend thee, or command thee this day, shall be in thine heart, and thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children, and shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, when thou wakest, when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. And thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thy hand, and they shall be as frontless between thine eyes, and thou shalt. Thou shalt write them upon the post of thy house and on thy gates. I mean, there's this idea of just this comes naturally when you're with your kids. 
you're educating them in the things of the Lord. Yeah, sure, there's specific times we do catechism with the kids. We read the scriptures with the kids. But there's times, you know, where you're just, hey, Dad, what do you think about this? Or, hey, Mom, what, what should I do this or should I do that? We're to instruct them from the Word of God. Why? Because we have a just judge. And just like this one right here, I'm telling you, we have got to get, I don't know what it's going to take for people to get their eyes off man as the solution. I'm not saying man is not an instrument that God uses, but what I'm saying is too often, and you see it in the political sphere, you've got the red Savior that's held up, you've got the blue Savior that's held up, both of them are advancing the same agenda, neither one of them are really representing you, they're really not, well they'll tell you that, but then when you start watching what they do, they're selling you out. We've got to do as the prophet said, Isaiah 33, he says, for the Lord is our judge, the Lord is our lawgiver. He is our king. He will save us. You know, Paul would admonish Timothy and he would tell them, preach the word in season and out of season. Why? Because you're, you're preaching, you're living your life as before the face of God. And so many forget that. They, they think that you know, God's way off there somewhere and He's not really paying attention to my situation. Let me tell you something. I've got, I've got troubles just like everybody else. I've got a lot of troubles right now. And I go to God and I say, you know the needs that we have. I'm doing all I can do. I don't know what else to do. I'm, in essence, calling on him to give me a fish. Do I think he's going to give me a serpent? I'm, in essence, calling on him to give me a piece of bread. Do I think he's going to give me a stone? No. God's always been faithful in that. If anybody's been unfaithful, it's been me, not him. And God is faithful. He's a faithful judge. Listen, if you stay in your sin, Jesus said... That if you remain in your sin, you're going to die in your sin. God will be faithful to keep his word to judge you in that. But if you're those who've repented of sin, you put your faith in the Lord Jesus, guess what? He's also faithful to keep you unto that day and what you've entrusted to him, yourself. He's faithful in that matter too. He is a just judge. You're not going to pull one over on him. Neither am I. The Bible tells us this, there is only one lawgiver and judge, the one who is able to save and to destroy, but who are you who judge your neighbor? Now, what's it saying about that? Is it saying we shouldn't make judgments? No, it's not saying that because we have other places in Scripture where we're clearly told to not only judge ourselves, but we make judgments about the fruit that people bear. Jesus said, you'll know them by their fruit. What? The false teachers, right? The false teachers, you know them by their fruit. You have to make a judgment to determine what the fruit is. Is it rotten fruit or is it good fruit? This isn't hard to understand. And so when people say, only God can judge me. Yep. As a final, con you know, if he's going to condemn you or if he's going to acquit you by way of the Lord Jesus Christ. Yep. He's the only one that can do that. 
But when it comes to whether or not you've violated the law, when it comes to whether or not you've openly sinned, I'm not talking about the thoughts and intents of your heart. That is between you and God. I, Man are not commanded to do that. That would be unrighteous judgment. But what you do, what you engage in that can be seen, you're responsible for. And just judges need to start calling that out. This is the thing that I was hitting on yesterday when you're talking about the fact that you, you've got people who will say one thing and then do another. They'll push you over over to Ukraine and say, oh, we've got to do this, we've got to do that because it's the right thing to do, and blah, 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 blah. And these are the same people who've been violating the law here in the States. They've been violating the rights of the people. They've been violating the Constitution. And they think they have a moral high ground to tell us that they have authority over us in these matters. They don't. They don't have authority over us in these matters. They're usurping it. And it is the responsibility of the people to put the beast back in its cage or dissolve it. Cut the head off of it. You can do that through secession. I know some people don't like to hear that. That's where it's coming. That's where it's going to go to. They're not going to give it. They haven't built that beast up so big out of D.C. that they're just going to relinquish that and go back in the cage. They're just not going to do it. But I want to leave you with that. This guy out of Canada, this uh, Justice Pazarats, he gave a good judgment. Why did he give a good judgment? Well, he logically followed through that. I think being logical is being biblical. If you're, if you're really logical, I think it is being biblical. And he recognized mom loves her kids. And he recognized mom was educating herself at the source level of what was going on, not the propaganda level, as to what was going on. And he says, Mom ought to make these decisions. And I would say to you out there, your parents, you need to be making these decisions. You need to be making proper decisions and guiding your children for the glory of God, even as we read in Deuteronomy 6. We ought to look for more judges like this guy, especially in family courts. Because they're horrible. And we should be looking for those guys to be in those positions of authority. Guys, Bradley be with you at 3 p.m. Live here from the Brown Estate. <laughs> and uh, So don't miss them. SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. Also, we're on BeforeIt'sNews.com. Top of the page. DLive.TV. The Sons of Liberty. Twitch. Setting Rush Fires. Rumble at Sons of Liberty Radio Live. And uh, we'll talk to you in the morning with Lynn Taylor. See ya.